How many guys want to tap into the most powerful force in the world? Here's, here's the truth. We're already in him, through him, and we hold him together. And uh, like Paul said, he quoted Baxter Kruger, and I just love it, I love it, I love it. What the early church taught was the gospel is not trying to get you to accept Christ into your life. The gospel is the realization that uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have included all humanity in their perfect love, and they want you to participate in it. So news, news implies that something's already been done. Hey, did you hear the good news like you were talking about, right? And we've turned the good news into something that we need to do. Somehow we're not perfectly loved and in Him until we do these things. Whether it's baptism, confession, all those different things. And the good news was, hey, you're included in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit's life. And they want you to just participate in His love. So anything He has, you have. And that's what, what you can start tapping into. So I'll just kind of share some of that with you. But... Uh, um, do uh, you guys like the quantum physics stuff? I know we're on that. Yeah. Some of you guys, um, and actually, I was with a lot of you guys earlier, you know, in, in some business meetings, and uh, uh, I'll just share a couple things. You know, some of you guys have you seen the water experiment that the Japanese scientists did? Is uh, you know, when you when they when they simply do anything but think of, hey, let's say the water is not pretty. It's all the structure is terrible, etc. And then when they start conveying feelings of love or forgiveness or gratitude, it's like perfect, um, perfect structure. This uh, six-sided structure is just awesome. And then uh, they show they show water that came out of the uh, I forget the nuclear reactor in Japan. The Fukushima, that Fukushima where they had the big earthquake and and uh, you know the, the water was contaminated. Um, and then they had after after people prayed over it, it started to get beautiful again. It's really fascinating. And so that's what prayer is really all about. You know, quantum physics is, is uh, we can say it's all these cool things, whatever. You don't have to be a scientist to even understand it. It just means um, the world responds to God, the world responds to love. Jesus said, hey, the, the kingdom of God does not come by observation, meaning you can't do anything external to affect anything. And I, and I see all these people like, we're advancing the kingdom of God. That's ego and willpower. That's nonsense. But it's nonsense. The kingdom of God is spiritual. And when they start doing stuff like that, we're advancing the kingdom. It's usually just a fundraising effort. And uh, it's goofiness. That all giving should be out of, of a response of love. And I want to, I want to, uh, I want to help the ministry. I want to help these people. Whatever it is. Does that make sense? And that's why I just in the in when the new covenant giving is just hey, ask the Holy Spirit what He wants you to give. And. Uh, and you'll start operating in this flow, which is just beautiful. So anyway, so when he says, hey, the kingdom of God doesn't come by observation, um, it's righteousness, peace, shalom, everything. It's health, it's wholeness, it's finances, it's everything. Uh, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when you see people talking legalism, read the Bible more, pray more, do more, or do something less. Don't eat that, don't drink that, etc. Apostle Paul said that's doctrines of devils. That's doctrine of the Satan. Isn't that fascinating? And he says these. So he's telling Timothy. He goes, avoid all these things. Avoid, avoid. Uh, um, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to step on too many toes. Um, but he goes, just look. He says, avoid some things. And most ministries, you know what they'll do? They'll go, hey, stop doing that. Avoid those things. And he gave us earthly pleasures to enjoy. So it's not scary because you know Jesus confirmed that earth is good. He became in the incarnation and says everything physical is beautiful, is redeemed, just like you. 
In fact, God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos, the whole creation, to himself. So we don't have to get people reconciled. They're already reconciled. Do they know it? No, they don't know it. And I can't wait for Christians to hear the gospel. That would be a wonderful deal. Because uh, if they've grown in the West, they haven't heard it nine times out of ten. And I, I mean this, right? I go to ministries and pastors and etc. and I go, can somebody tell me what the New Covenant's all about? And it's crickets most of the time. And they, then they give me something they learned in seminary. And I'm like, that's just garbage, man. How does that heal a human heart? That's just garbage. The gospel is here included. You're included in his perfect love. And everything he has is yours as a, as a, as a husband loves his bride, as a son takes care of his, or as a father takes care of his son. Because in the Jewish mind, when you're a bar mitzvah, that means uh, when you were recognized as a son, right, at a certain age, that meant that you're co-equal with the father's house and everything he has is yours. And then, and then Jesus comes along and he gets, and says, here's the mystery. All of our sons. Do you guys realize that there's not one person that you'll ever meet? That Paul Young said this and I was like, yes, that's it. There's not one person you'll ever meet that's not in Christ. Does that get you to relax a little bit? I don't have to get them in. I have to love them so they can see us as the body of Christ and they can experience him. Does that make sense? You are the light. You're the city shining on the hill. Is what it says. So we're it. We're his body. And so uh, anyway, uh, uh, so the kingdom of God in quantum physics is really Jesus said, you know what? How many things are possible in Him? All. Are you in Him? So the world gives you infinite possibilities, doesn't it? Which is really fascinating. So let's just go through this. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through a couple things here. Forget that. So Jesus called the spirit realm the kingdom of God. <laughs> and this is Ephesians one. This is Colossians one. Um, it's John 1. Everything that's in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with Him, and, and the, anything that's created was created by Him and through Him and withholds Him. It says it over and over and over and over and over. So don't 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 fall into the lie that anything could separate you from, from Him. That was sin. It wasn't a behavior. It was a, a, the distorted image of who we are. We thought God was mad at us, but was God there? It was perfect love that never keeps record of wrong. Did He ever keep record of wrong? So when they say you need the forgiveness of sins, was it because uh, um, I thought my wife was a babe and I lusted after her? Yes, you sinner. No, it says you, you thought I was angry with you. But I came to show you I loved you all the time. I've never kept a record wrong. So the forgiveness of sins is really, uh, it's really like, um, I don't hold this against you that you've taken your own anger and poured it out on me, uh, on Christ, right? You've taken your own guilt and placed it on him. You've taken all this. And I go, I don't hold that against you. Because you came from a distorted image that you thought I'm angry and need a sacrifice. And scripture clearly, clearly says, it says, I hate sacrifice. Moses, that was your idea. I don't want you to kill stuff and blood. If, we, if he needed a sacrifice, I thought God just forgives. Why do you need to kill something? Like, okay, now you can relax now. Then now I'll forgive you. That's goofiness, isn't it? So think about it in the husband-wife relationship. It was sweetie, some, some, somebody's blood's going to shed. Now, if I was a betting man, I'd place it on my blood. If I'm with my wife, <laughs> if I come in with an attitude like that with my wife, right? But isn't that most of the, 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 the God you've heard your whole life? And he's the exact opposite. Does that look like Jesus? Go look through the Gospels. Jesus treated the quote-unquote uh, prostitute, the, uh, the tax collector was really, you know, Congress today. And, uh, 
Um, it's true. The, the, the publicans, they, they, they took your money. And uh, it's just legal plunder. It's really goofy. But um, uh, he went and met with them constantly. The only people he really resisted were the religious leaders who were trying to tell you, you need to do these things to be right with God. And he ripped them a new one, actually. He, he didn't like that too much. So anyway, so he is in, through, and holds all things together. So this is, this, is a, this is really, in my opinion, how you tap into the most powerful force in the world. You get quiet and let the thoughts of life, love, wholeness start to saturate your thoughts. And uh, he's giving you the ability to go do this. And so you tap into love, the most powerful and inspirational source in the world. So, uh, you know, when we wake up in the morning, we choose to, to, to be grateful. We choose to love. We choose, you know what? I don't care what's going on in my life. I know that God makes all things work together for good for me. Here's what's really awesome, guys. A lot of you guys have been taught stuff like this. Well, you made your, you made your bed, now what? You're going to sleep in it, right? And God goes, nah, you made your bed, I'll change the seats for you. He even makes your mistakes to prosper. So you can rest, you can relax. Because there's so much teaching that puts the burden back on you. And, uh, you know, and I see people trying to hear God even. Did I hear you? Is that you? That the spirit was the flesh. Go back to where you first heard God. I don't even know where I first heard God. Right? You're not to carry those burdens. He says, you know what? My, my burden's easy. Just rest and relax in me, knowing that I'm in charge of this deal. And I flow through you. And he'll give you thoughts of life. And you know what? You start going, you know, it's going to be okay. Because he loves me perfectly. And uh, uh, some of you guys I was sharing with this week is one of my favorite verses of Psalm 37, 4 and 5. And it's like this, is God gives us earthly things to see him. He says, all creation knows me, right? And uh, uh, I would just ask you this. Um, in a husband and wife relationship, it says, Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are one. He said, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the fullness of the Godhead, all three of us in a person. This is who I am. This is how I react, and this is how I am. So, um, uh it's kind of weird how people treat God, actually. Because you need to make him Lord of your life. You ever heard that? Okay, let's put it into human relations. So I go, hey, sweetie, now that we're married, I'm your Lord. You need to make me the Lord of your life. You need to fear me. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. That's stupidity, how most people say it, in a husband-wife relationship. The beginning of wisdom is the, is the awe and wonder that he loves us that much. That the creator of the universe married us. Like, what? Right? So, the awe is this awestruck wonder that how could he love us this much? How could he love me this much? I'm a mess. I'm speaking for me and most of us, right? We're in our darkest darks. We go, man, we don't deserve to be healed. We don't deserve to be prosperous. We don't deserve. And he's like, no way. When the, when the prodigal son came back, he, he comes and he goes, I'm not even worthy to be a, a servant in your house. And what was the father's response? Put the best robe on. Do you deserve the best? Deserve the best. For anything you've done? No, that's the hard part. I love what Baxter Kruger said when he said, what must we do to be saved? He goes, you've already done it and you killed him. That's what it says. He goes, in Isaiah prophesies, it says, I'll be killed because of your iniquity. You thought I was stricken by God. 
But then keep reading in Isaiah 53, it says, We thought, humans thought, but there he is on the tree, cursed is everyone on the tree, and he's stricken by God. But God said, You know what? Uh, that's how I'm showing how much I love you. I'll let you kill me and still love you. Nothing can separate me from your love. Isn't that beautiful? That's, that's the true gospel. So anyway, that Psalm 37, 4 and 5, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord. And that doesn't mean jump hop up and down and worship long enough until you, you get the delight on here and then he does something for you. Right? What that literally means in Hebrew is like this. And man, it's, it's, uh, uh, it means something like this. This is how I like to describe it. Is swaddle your wife and your bride in 600 count Egyptian cotton sheets. Treat her like this queen, this bride, like he'll, I'll spoil you and lavish you. And so you're just enjoying this intimacy with him, no, focusing on how much he loves you. And then it says, delight yourself in the Lord. Let me, let me treat you like a bride. And he will place a desire in your heart. So I don't know what your desires are, but you don't have to wonder, is that me or is that him? Does that make sense? And this is how I describe it. It's a, um, so Barbara and I are having this intimate, uh, this intimate meal, and it, like Aspen's rushed to me for some reason. So uh, we go and we have this. It's in this beautiful place in the country, Aspen, Colorado. It's just gorgeous and everything else. And we're having intimacy, and then we go into this the real shop. It's all real skins and furs. Relax, all you Barbara guys and Barcos. So. Uh, uh, Snake skins. You don't like snakes anyway, right? It's a serpent. So anyway, uh, even talk to us. It talked to us. It said, "By me." <laughs> so uh, it's the only talking snake I've seen. So anyway, uh, so we go into this thing, and uh, and let's say my wife's like, "Everybody, too late. I'll see you go in and go." Oh, I love that Louie. And what does your husband want to do for you? Oh, you want that? He'll place a desire in your heart that says, and he'll do it for you. So we have this intimate dinner, etc. Let's just say Rubiko and Sula's like, oh, that purse. And the husband goes, you want that? Let me give it to you. See the difference in, I need to pray about this, see if it's his will. Is that flesh or is that spirit? Flesh simply means, I deserve something based on my good behavior. That is a strange relationship. If I'm only going to love and spoil my wife based on her behavior, I spoil and love my wife based on no behavior. I spoil and love my wife because I love my wife. That's how he treats us. He's the he's the groom, we're the bride. So if he's placed a desire in your heart, he will do it. And then how you pray is you spend your time seeing that is already done, knowing that gosh, you love me that much. Then the next it says commit it to me, which means roll it over to me. Throw it to me, and he will do it. He'll do it through you. And you don't have to pray these weird prayers. Is that you? Is that this? Is this your will? Is this, this, this? He says, I don't know. Who do you think put the desire in your heart? I put it in your heart because I've designed you. I know what's going to make you tick. And you that thing's beautiful. Does that make sense? And so to me, when we walked into that, that, that story in Aspen, it was the most obnoxious thing I've seen. I was like... Oh, I'm getting that for my wife. Because that thing is just, she deserves that. That's how much I love her. 
Now some of you guys are like, that thing's ugly. I go, yeah, exactly. It's like this obnoxious looking thing. I've never seen a fridge like that. It's like, what is that? I want to get that for my wife. So anyway, so isn't that a difference? So delight yourself in the Lord, and he's going to place something in here. Would, that, would you like that? He knows what you're going to like and what you're going to respond to, etc. And he withholds no good thing. So prayer is not, please, Lord, may I have this. Prayer literally means be surrounded by the answer, knowing he loves you perfectly. If he's placed a desire there, he will give it to you. He will do it through you. And you see it as if it's already done, so that your joy may be full, is what it says. Don't we, don't we want our husbands, don't we want our wives to be joyful? It's better. It's better than hangry, right? Hangry's not good. And uh, uh, does that help you guys a little bit? So let's go through a couple of these scriptures and, and, uh, and then, and then uh, we'll let you do it. So we went through a couple of them last week in John, etc. But I'm just giving you some more um, scriptures. So Matthew 18, 19, and then Mark 11, 23, 24. You guys have all these, but uh, I'm just going to kind of break these down for you a little bit. So when God says assuredly, does that sound like sometimes you just never know? You just never know the mysteries of God. And here it says, Assuredly, I say to you. So, if Jesus appeared to you physically and said, Here's how it's going to work, would you doubt him? He's telling you. So, why do we doubt him? Right? Assuredly, I say to you, <coughs> excuse me, that if two of you agree, and that word agree is symphonos in, in, in Greek, and it means to be in symphony and harmony. When, when, that's why it's, it's good to get around people who believe like you believe and gather together because you're in symphony. Isn't it more powerful when there's a bunch of instruments going at the same time in the same key? If it's off key a little bit, doesn't that like, eh. right? So it says, uh, if two of you are in symphony and harmony on earth, where are we? On earth, concerning, and that, certain, that word concerning is peri. And so peri is like perimeter. So if you, if you have the perimeter of something, what's the perimeter of something? It's, it's, it's something that encircles something, encloses something, right? So it says, if you're in symphony on earth, parry and preposition properly all around on every side, encompassing. So it goes, hey, if there's anything that you require on earth that's gonna, uh, that you need, be encompassed by it. Agree that it's already, you're already surrounded by the answers if it's already done. And the Hebrews got it right. The Hebrews don't have future tense. How we're taught prayer is get in your closet and thank God. Well, months ago, I'm talking about so that. I, I think most human prayer is that, and that's why you're so frustrated in your prayer life. That is not how the prayer is taught. It says, "Know your nature, know you're creative like God, and you can, you can. What's in your heart will eventually you'll see in the physical. So if you require anything physically on earth, is what he's saying. Know that you can bring it out of the spirit realm, so you can have it physically, so your joy may be full. Isn't that cool? So you agree as if it's already done, and it's not this weird word of faith thing like." I come into agreement in Jesus' name. Most of the time, I, I find that that, those, that type of thing is they're in total doubt, they're in total fear, they're, they're working themselves up into this thing, and it's really just relax and see itself as already done. So don't don't get nervous about what you see physically because thoughts change things. Your heart changes things. Does that make sense? So if you need anything on earth, that's what he's saying. Be encompassed, be re, peri, anything that they ask, and that's that's not the English ask, that's where most people, I think, prayer, is they ask, and the example I was used is if, uh, uh, if, if our kids, like Solomon, before he had his own car, if he goes, Dad, can I have the keys to the car tonight? 
What are my answers? Yes or no. So we come up with all these weird teachings that sometimes God's yes, sometimes God says no. And you just can't find that anywhere in Scripture. Like when the Hebrews were, were badgering God, like, we want a king. And he's telling them, you don't want a king. Because the king's going to come tax all you. That's what he's, he's arguing with them. That's what he actually says. God, and we're like, if God's sovereign, how come he doesn't do this? Listen, God consents to us. Right? He consents. And so we, so they're like, really want a king? I'm trying to tell you, king's not good, but he doesn't say yes or no. And he withholds. He's like, you know what? I consent to that. Okay. Now, I've made provisions because I knew you were going to be flat forehead. But I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm just going to do a couple steps ahead of you and even make your mistakes to prosper. But you didn't have to go through that. Does that make sense? Now, most of the things I've gone through, I had to go through it because... I had to go, oh, don't do that again. That was bad. And so, uh, uh, does, that, does that help you guys? So ask is not yes or no. Ask literally means if you go look at it, if you if you need anything, <coughs> excuse me, if you petition or demand, and a lot of people take this as, put a demand on God. That's just goofiness against to me. That's not intimacy, right? If, if my wife comes to me and is like, put a demand on Mike, what's my initial response? What got into you? Eat a Snickers, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and so they think they think by their supernatural faith they're going to get God to move. And he's like, that's not how it works, guys. I move in perfect love. So if you require anything, if you require it, that that's a hetio. That's really the English word in, in ask. It might be done for them by my Father in heaven. What does it say? It will be. It will be. Assuredly, it will. Is there any room for doubt? No. That's called, and I see a zillion books. Keys to answer prayer. Here's the, here's the key to answer prayer. Every promise is yes, and so we So when you pray, he says, yep. If you if you understand that you're surrounded by it and you require it, I've already provide, made provision for it. Now bring it out of the spirit and slow it down into, so you can see it. Into, that's where the, the the quantum physics is everything is in energy or waveform, and that's it's so fun to me to, to see all that. I've been on that for 12 plus years, and something's going on. There's a lot of pastors and stuff starting to, to figure this stuff out, you know, and going, Wow, perfect love, he's getting through and everything. And, and the prayer is simply operating love, knowing that he's already provided for it, and that brings it down into the finished work. It finished now, we can see it on earth. Does that make sense? Didn't that make sense? Hey, pray, bring, bring this stuff from heaven into this, from the spirit realm into the earth. We do it the other way. Uh, we see something going on here, and we go, oh God, why is this? Or, or even worse, it's like, the enemy's after me. Well, the enemy's you. He's not withholding anything. Your human heart is withholding it. And you're, and you're doing it in all sincerity, begging God to move, knowing that, no, don't you get it? Is you're in me, you're you're through me, you're created in my name, you're in my image. When you use your imagery, to, what's going to happen is when you start really bringing it out of your heart and in your mind, when they line up, it'll slow down from the speed of sound and pop into reality. That's cool. Energy equals mass, right? Times the speed of speed of light. I'm sorry, the speed of light squared. And and uh, Einstein actually got it. He goes, you know what? When you slow everything down, or if you went to the speed of light, there's no time. 
You see past, beginning, future as if it's one. And that's who God is. He goes, uh, hey, we should, when, when, they're, when they're in the Old Covenant, says, who should I say sent me? I am. Not I was, not I'm going to do. I am. And that means everything you've already believed, you have. It's yours. So just get around people that agree with you, that understand this. Does that make sense? And it just happens faster. Can you do it yourself? All the time. But it's just easier when you get around people who believe like you believe. Does that make sense to you guys? And so most of the time when people go to me, Mike, I'll pray for you. Honestly, I just go, I got this one. Because I know they don't know what they're doing. It's, uh, they're they're going to they're gonna pound the gates of heaven and try to get God to move. It doesn't work that way. Now, he, I, I think it does to a certain extent, but I think it's out of his grace. He's like, how long am I going to put up with you guys? That's what he said to disciples. How long am I going to put up with Mike Poppins? He's like, knucklehead. Right? And he's like, all right, that's what you're going to give me? You're going to yell Jesus loud at the end of the prayer? Okay. Uh, I'll work with that. Okay, let's do it. Throw him a bone. Right? But it's really every time I know when, I, when, when, it, when it drops into my heart and I'm persuaded of it, oh, I know it's done. It doesn't really matter. So does that, does that make sense? Hey, be surrounded by the answer, parry, and uh, bring it out of the spirit into the physical. Let's go to Mark 11, 23, 24. So, um, therefore I say unto you, whatever, there's that word to ask you. Hope, go back. All right, Mark 11, 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask, is the same word, a hetio. It means whatever things you require. Okay? So get that, please, Lord, out of your vocabulary. That's not what it means. It says, if you require anything, if I truly love my wife, am I am I going to wait for her faith to get up enough to feed her and say? Am I going to get her faith up enough until I provide for her? Am I going to wait for her unbelief is lower than her belief before I love her and provide for her? I won't be married very long. Uh, well, yeah, well, because I'm a Christian, and that Jezebel spirit, you, you know, anyway. <laughs> it's terrible how we, how we treat God and how, how we think he treats us, in my opinion. So, anyway, here's what he's saying. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you require, when you pray, what's prayer? <clears throat> Agreeing that it's already done, that you're already surrounded by the answer, and it'll happen. All right? So, <clears throat> whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive, and that, uh, uh, that receive is lambano. Some of you guys have heard this. It's aorist tense. You guys know what aorist tense is? It's already happened. It's a done deal. So it says, when you believe that it's already a done deal, and so it's from the primitive root lab, lab meaning actively hold to the, take or receive. All right? <clears throat> and I've just seen people butcher this too. Believe and receive. You ever see that? And so I see the prayer lines like, <clears throat> And we did this. I remember the first time we were trying to get this in the word of faith. They're like, just believe and receive. So here's Barbara and I. We believe and receive, Lord. And then I remember the, the, the guy just like, no, no, no. He tapped me on the shoulder. Just rest. Relax. No, I'm receiving. He's like, no, you're not. You're having a hernia. That's what you're doing. It's like, right? Now, if I, and then also I think I'm going to pop some out, you know, like, I got God to go, boom, there it happened. That's not who God is. He's the great I am. He's the lover of you. Does that make sense? And so he's like, and see, see here's the thing. If she knows as a child, and Jesus said this, he goes, unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom. That does not mean you're going to heaven. The kingdom is spiritual. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. 
Eternal life does not mean you're going to live for it ever and ever. John says, eternal life is this, having intimacy with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can have that right now. Does that make sense? Don't wait for heaven to have eternal life. That'd be stupid. What are you going to do for this hundred years? Believe and receive, right? And then it's not going to work, and so you're going to make up all these doctors that sometimes he says yes, sometimes somebody says no. He goes, no, assuredly I say to you, when you realize you already have it, you'll have it. So, here's what he's saying. When you, when you actively believe or receive, you already have it, properly to lay hold, be aggressively, actively accepting what is available, offered them, and you will have it. So, let me just say, it's like this. He loves you perfectly. Everything you're ever going to need. He's given you the ability, his nature, your co-creator of nature. Uh, just rest and know that he's already provided for it. There's no time in God. And so when you realize and pray, and just really remind yourself that, oh, would a good husband take care of his wife? Or would he make her jump through religious hoops like you've been taught? Sweetie, here's the deal. I'll, you'll get to know me more the more you read the book. A little weird to me, isn't it? And I'm all for the book, guys, but Jesus goes, you guys got your head in the book day and night. In fact, you've memorized it all. And you cannot find life, because I didn't come to have you find life in the book. I came to you to find life in me. You, you cannot receive this life because you don't realize all the scriptures talk about me. Does that make sense? So I'm all for getting into the word more. His name is Jesus Christ. Get into him more. Follow me? Does that make sense to you guys? So, and you guys have heard that enough with all these. And what's really fascinating to me is all the really critical theologians will all teach the same thing, what I'm teaching. It's really fascinating. So, uh, they all, like like uh, Brad and Paul and all these guys, they, they do such an excellent job. They're going, hey, the scriptures point to him, but now faith is the real thing. Faith is Jesus Christ. He's the title lead. So, all scripture has to bow to Christ. Does that, does that make sense? So, anyway, does this help you guys with prayers? That's the, that's the quantum life. That's really what it is. Is Everything's in waveform. Everything's in energy. And uh, But you want energy equals physical things. Energy equals mass is what, science, what, what Einstein said. And so if you want things to change in your physical life, it doesn't come from increasing your prayer life. It doesn't come from you increasing doing something more. You can't get the kingdom by doing something, anything observable. It doesn't come by praying and fasting, how most of you guys are taught. It doesn't go by shabbat longer. It doesn't come by any of that. Does that make sense? It's righteousness, peace, and joy. So when Jesus says, hey, if you want to enter the kingdom, act like the little kids who don't worry about anything. Just know that their mom and dad take care of them perfectly. Is that good? Is that good? And realize he withholds no good thing. He loves you perfectly, guys. And, and uh, he's put a desire there. He knows what's going to make you tick. You don't have to pray. Is this you? Is this me? Is this flesh? Is this spirit? Is this goofy? It's like, yeah, you're goofy right now. Realize that you're perfectly loved. And I would never make my wife read a book more to receive from me. I would never make her tongue more. And in fact, I would just stop and let's have a nice dinner. Let me just love you. Let me get that gaudy purse for you. God, that's beautiful. <laughs> Why? Because that's who God is. He wants to love you and lavish his praises on you. That's prayer, guys. You all are created in his image. And if you require anything, know you've already got it. And you'll bring it out of the spirit realm into the physical. So that your joy may be full. So I don't know what you want. So we go to this last slide real quick and then we're done. So, so when you're praying, when you're praying or trying to change things by willpower, you get frustrated. 
and most religious activities are willpower, right? If it's gonna, I'm gonna do something more or do something less, that is actually flesh. Flesh means somehow I can produce it by doing something. That's flesh. Follow me? Spirit is, <clears throat> spirit is, I know I already have it because I'm in perfect love with the Father and I bring it out of the Spirit. And I know it's already done. And if I require anything, <clears throat> and when I, when I pray, I, I, I realize it's already done. That's really what Mark 11, 23, 24 is. When I'm praying, if I realize that anything I'm requiring and I want to change physically, I see it as already done. I realize it's already done because a, a good dad, a good husband would never treat his, his son that way. He'd never treat his bride that way. Then I will have it. Let's get it? Does that help you? So, um, if you want things to change in your life, you cannot, and this is so simple, you cannot keep doing what you're doing. Most of you guys are trying to do it in the flesh. you got to do it in the spirit. And, uh, and don't get into this weirdness where, is that God, is that me? It's like, and I would just say, is that God or is that me? Yes, because you're one with him. And he places a desire there. He knows, he knows you. He knows what makes you work. He knows what makes you tick. And he goes, man, uh, this is a divine setup, guys. He knows me. And he goes, man, I know this is what Michael, this will rock his world. So I'm going to put desire in there. I was like, wow, Lord, really? You would do that for me? Yeah. And then commit it to me, trust in me as if it's already done. And before long, you're going to see whatever you're focusing on staring you in the face. So that my joy might be full. You know what happens then? When I couldn't produce it, but I couldn't pray for it long enough, I couldn't tongue long enough, I couldn't work hard long enough, you know what you do at the end of the day? Holy smokes, God. You're so good. You fall deeper and deeper in love, don't you? It's so good, guys. So, does that help you? So, all right, when you focus on love, life, gratitude, the seeing and the feeling that what you desire is already done by a loving Father, when you pray, realize it's already done, actively experience as if it's already done, you tap into the most powerful force in the world. You, quantum to the, you, you tap into the quantum world. The non-physical world. You bring the spirit out of the spirit into here. Does that help you guys? That's all the fun. You don't even know all the physical, the spiritual terms any of that. So I just love this. As Norman Vincent Peale, I just I picked that book up again. <clears throat> and here's the thing: um, uh, a lot of people, uh, and I've seen this a lot of people, like, "Oh, I've tried that; it doesn't work." The problem is you're trying it. You're trying it. You're doing it out of willpower, which just leads to all the frustration. It, you can't try it. You realize you already have it. Follow me. You can't produce it by following steps or rules or, uh, and I, I don't want to step on toes, but all the religious things you do, realize none of that produces anything. If it makes you feel good, go for it. But it's nothing physical that you can experience the kingdom with. And most religions have things and stuff, and, and we do too. It's called eating communion. And we do we do things, and I always go, if you're if you're doing those religious exercises, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, pick a religion, what do they do? Beads, crystals. Rainbows, what I want you to do. It's like everything. Like, yeah, that's nice. Water. Do I got to get dipped in water? If you want me to throw in the water, I will. But there's nothing. Up until John, everybody got baptized. But the new covenant says, be immersed or baptized into the family of God. And that's what they said to Peter at Pentecost. They all heard them in their own language. So they weren't going, shabba da blah, 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 blah. So they all heard them in their own language, hearing them declare the wonderful works of God. And then they said, what must we do to be healed? So it's over. And he said, be baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is not water, guys. These are good Jews. This was on Shabbat. This was on Saturday. And the, the baptismal uh, 
pools and, and the river Jordan were miles away. They can't walk that far on the Sabbath. What, what was he telling them? Be immersed in the reality that you're all sons, and he's your dad and he's your husband. That will heal you. They'll start to heal your human heart. Anyway, I don't want to get into Catholic. So, if you know, I went to a Baptist church and I need to be baptized, we'll throw you in the water and make you feel good. But there's nothing that you could ever do uh, physically to change the kingdom because the kingdom's spiritual. It's from the inside out. All the other things are outside in. Does that help you guys? Sorry, our power of positive thinking will this appeal. I don't like it because it sounds like the power of positive thinking is. Most people do it in willpower, yeah, but. Here's, here's the interesting thing to me. The man who assumes success tends to already have success. Doesn't that sound like uh, he, he really believes he's already successful? Now, you need to start seeing yourself as God sees you. Does he see you as perfectly successful? He sees you as the bomb, guys. He, you get, he's like, you're my creation. You, I made you a co-creator. You don't know who you are. Psalm 82 says, you know, all of you are Elohims. But the foundation is out of place, man. Because you don't know who you are, you're going to fall like kings. But Jesus comes on the scene, John 10, 34. He said, hey, listen, I'm just seeing on the sun. And guess what? All of you are sons, so don't crucify me to say that you're one with God. Because that's what, that's what it says. You're one with him. We're married to him. No, we're here. And the church father said this. As God became man, Athanasius, Gregory, Esau, all these guys said that God became man so that we may become it's wild, yes. It's wild. And that doesn't mean you're God. You know, like, and I hear a lot of people like, I've got my own universe. <laughs> Sorry, if you believe that. But uh, I go, okay, he'll work with that if that's what you, if that's what you give him. And I'm sure he's kind of like, uh, there's one. And everything that's created is in, through, and it's in me. There's nothing that's created that's not outside of me. So you can have your own, you want to run around like this is my universe. Fantastic. Um, that's not what he's trying to say. There's one body, there's one spirit, there's everything. Realize that if you're perfectly loved and you're a co-creator, you can bring it out of your spirit just like I can so that your joy may be full. It's so awesome once you can start catching that. So anyway, he who assumes success tends to already have success. Practice believing and continue to hold the picturization firmly in your thoughts. <coughs> not with that is. Until you feel the feeling of what it would feel like as if it's already done. Because that's prayer to me. The feeling is the prayer. Do this and you'll be astonished at the strange ways in which the picturization comes to pass. The strange ways that the picturization comes to pass. Meaning that uh, you can't figure it out how it happened. You just go, man, that actually came to pass. And I'll just share one. I, I was telling these guys, some of these guys this week, I was like, you know what? We just need maybe one of these fellowships or something. We just need to spend an hour sharing testimony of the goodness of God, some of the stuff he does. I'll just share one with you. This is reminding me of this. Is a couple years ago we went to Dubai and they were asking us to teach them how to do house churches. And this was when the real estate in Dubai just collapsed, right? And so uh, I don't remember the number. We were kind of asking back and forth, but I think the lady said it was like 600% decrease. That's not good as a realtor, is it? They come to you, Dave and Rose, and we go, "Hey, we want to sell our house. Well, the market's changed. I want to sell it for this." And they go, "The market's changed." It's 600% lower. And there it's Old Testament law yet. So they throw you in jail until somebody pays your debt. So this is this Asian Indian lady who's a co- uh, an expat and she's, she can't stand by for six months they have to leave. But you can't leave if you have a debt that you can't pay. So she's stuck between a rock and a hard place. She's going to get thrown in jail ultimately. And she comes to us after, after this and she's like, I got to sell this thing. It's 600% lower than what I bought it for. 
and here's when we believe it's already done. Here's how we're, it's just, gosh, you know, he's good. And so all Barb and I did at the time, I said, here's what we're going to do, because we don't, all we're going to do is, is be in symphony with you, that when you lay, we're going to touch your hands, and you just lay hands up that house, and go, you know what, you, you need to sell house in divine speed, as if it's already done. And we leave, we, we come back to the States, and a week later I get this email, she goes, I had to wait and see if it was already done. Because I couldn't believe it. The day after we prayed, somebody came and offered me 40000 more than my asking price for the house. You ever seen that in real estate? Do this, and you'll be astonished at the strange ways in which the picturization comes to pass. You see this already done, knowing that he perfectly loves you, with a perfectly loving husband who has all the resources in the world, do that to his wife and go, no, you know what, you made that wrong real estate decision. You should have listened to Jay, you should have listened to the power wave. We live outside of all that. We live in, we live in perfect love. He does things for us because he loves us. Is that cool or is that cool? So you can get your feet here, we'll, we'll finish up. So. so I don't know what you guys need. If there's anything you require, what it says. <clears throat> when you pray, when, see yourself actively doing what you're doing. If, whatever it is, if you need restoration, if you need healing, if you need um, finances, if you need anything, realize he's, everything you're ever going to need, he's already said yes to. He said yes and amen. So you're not trying to pray to make it happen. You realize in perfect love he has happened and made it happen before the foundation of the world because he loves you that much. So whatever it is that you need, just see itself as already done. And how would it make you feel? If you need healing, you are filled with it, help you feel loved? Then just let his love, his light, just saturate you with perfect love right now. Do you need a job promotion where you want your business to advance? These are sons, you're not slaves. Your bride. He provides for his bride. He lavishes anything you need on his bride. Just let his love, his life, just know that would a good husband take care of his bride like this? Of course he would. And we just Operate in that and get yourself quiet a little bit and let his love, his life just saturate anything else. You really do tap into the most powerful force in the world. It's him. It's the divine life. So Father, we thank you that they could just, uh, anything they're ever going to need, you, you've made them co-creators. They can bring it from the spirit realm into the physical. That's who they are. Not by religious works, not by anything, but out of pure love. So we just thank you for that, Lord, that you, you've thought of everything, you've provided everything. You've given us the ability to operate in the family with you and participate in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit's perfect love so that our joy may be full. So, Father, just thank you. Just so that you said this, you'll be astonished at the way he's, ways he brings it to pass. It's not us to figure out how we do it or worry about what we do it. That's not the burden we need to carry. We just see it as if it's already done in perfect love so that our joy may be full. So we just say thank you for that. We thank you for divine healings. It's already done. Thank you for radical job promotions. It's already done. Father, we thank you for a job that they don't deserve or give to them. 
Father, we thank you for supernatural things in business. They thank you for that. Clouds are just attracted to love. They're attracted to that business. That believes you're that good. You'll do exceedingly abundant beyond what they can think or ask. And it won't be out of pride. It won't be out of works that way. It will be perfect love. And we just fall more and more in love with you. We love because you first loved us. We just say thank you for that. It's already done, guys. It's already done. Already finished. In Jesus' magnificent name. You're healed in Jesus' name. You're prospered in Jesus' name. You're everything in Him. So we just release you. If you need prayer, come on up here. But uh, hopefully that helps you guys. So as you go out this week, get your hopes up, guys. Know it's already been done. He's put something in your heart that go, no way. Would you do that, Lord? You would do that for me? I've already told you it's yes and amen. It's already yes and amen.